when it comes to ensuring your company has top-notch security practices. Things can get complicated fast. With Vanta, you can automate compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more. Vanta's market-leading trust management platform can help you unify security program management with a built-in risk register and reporting and streamline security reviews with AI-powered security questionnaires. Over 7,000 fast-growing companies like Atlassian, Flow Health, and Quora use Vanta to manage risk and prove security in real time. You can watch Vanta's on-demand video at vanta.com slash decoder to learn more. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash decoder. Support for this podcast comes from another podcast. The world's most valuable resource, it's actually data. Our data, based on our behaviors, is frequently being gathered, tracked, stored, and sold. So what does this mean for us? Join host Rafi Krikorian for season two of Technically Optimistic, where he'll take you on a deep dive into how our data is being used and what we can do about it. From social media feeds to foundational human rights, Krikorian leads us into territories both familiar and unexpected with openness and genuine curiosity. New episodes of Technically Optimistic drop every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to Decoder. I'm Neil Patel, editor-in-chief of The Verge, and Decoder is my show about big ideas and other problems. I'm just going to be honest with you. Today's episode is wild. I'm talking to Kat Norton, who is, and I swear this is true, Kat is a Microsoft Excel influencer. She has over a million followers on TikTok and Instagram combined, where she goes by the name Miss Excel. And she's leveraged that following into a software training business that now generates up to six figures of revenue a day. That's six figures a day. And she's only been doing this since June of 2020. Kat is a one-woman operation with no staff or management layer. She uses her iPhone and consumer software to make her videos. And I've got to say, she's got one of the healthiest relationships with the social platforms of maybe any creator I've ever talked to. She thinks of them purely as marketing channels for the video courses she sells elsewhere. That's a big flip from the traditional creator business model, which is usually aimed at monetizing the platforms directly. Kat's just not doing that. But where this conversation really got me is that Kat firmly believes in manifestation and energetics, and she draws a repeated connection between the work she's done there and the success she's had as a creator and entrepreneur. Just listen in this conversation how easily and quickly Kat can go back and forth between core business metrics and strategies and harnessing her energy to connect with viewers across devices and platforms. I have spoken to a lot of creators and a lot of executives on the show. I have never met one like Kat. If you've been listening to Decoder, you might have guessed that I am not the sort of personality type that goes in for energetics and manifestation. But I got to say, Kat was convincing. I don't want to give too much away because it's all in the interview. And I think you're really going to like this one. Okay. Kat Norton, Miss Excel. Here we go. Kat Norton, you are known as Miss Excel on TikTok and Instagram. You are the creator of something called the Accelerator Course. Welcome to Decoder. 
Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am super excited to talk to you. I'm going to start this interview a little backwards because I think the size of the creator business you have built is remarkable. What's your revenue like? How, where are you at per day, per week, per month? I'm looking at some of our notes and it se- they seem like big numbers. Yeah, absolutely. So when I first started the business, I scaled it within six months to six figures. And then since then, we have been doing six-figure months. I actually just had my first six-figure day a few weeks ago, which I was super excited about. And it's been just the most incredible, fun journey building this business. And what is the business? What are you, what are you selling? I sell Microsoft Excel courses and now all of the other Microsoft products. I have Google Sheets courses as well. And I'd say about 95% of what I do is passive income course sales now. So it's, and that's all just you? Yes. Yes, yes. You're you're just a one-person creative shop? Yes. I have a virtual assistant that helps with some of my graphics on Instagram, but pretty much everything else has been a one-woman show over here. That's amazing. So... You're using TikTok and Instagram as a marketing channel. That's your character, Miss Excel. And then your actual product is videos you've already made that people are buying subscriptions to. They're buying as a one-off. How does that work? Yeah, the social media channels are my main marketing. It's mostly organic sales from there. And I also host webinars that are usually those bigger, higher traffic days. And I created lines of really fun courses. So each one's around 100 videos, and I design each video and infuse it with as much creativity and fun as possible. Because if you've seen my Instagram or my TikTok, you know I have to keep it fun, right? (laughs) And then I also record everything myself. So I'm live teaching it, bringing that energy into the videos. And then I also video edit everything myself too, because for me, that is half of the art form. For example, I'll know I need to pop like a picture of a hamburger on the screen for three seconds to make my analogy so you understand the concept. You know, it's kind of where I go in with like the teacher eye there. So I create these courses. They're like my babies. I make them from start to finish and I'm incredibly proud of them. And they've been doing awesome on the market. So are you selling them individually five bucks a video? Are you selling subscriptions? What's the model? I sell it by course. So price points are $2.97 all the way through a bundle of most of my courses at $9.97. And people buy lifetime access to my courses and I host them on Thinkific, the platform. Why 97? When you just drop it in half, it also turns out to nice numbers. So that was something <laughs> I learned from some business coaches. Cause whenever I run like some kind of sale, it's usually, you know, two ninety seven, you drop it in half, it looks nice at like a one forty nine type of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's great. I love it. Um yeah. all right. Now so that's the business. And I just wanted to start there because it is it's a big business. It's just you. That's very impressive. But it's also very different than other creator businesses that we've heard about on this show that I think people are used to. So now let's start at the beginning. How did you become Miss Excel? (laughs) Wow, what a great question. So (laughs) I'll take you back uh, March 2020. I was working at a global consulting firm called Protivity. And every week I was traveling before this doing securitization reviews for banks. And on the side of my day job, I had built out an Excel training course for fun right when I started at the company, so like four and a half years ago. 
And they totally backed me and had me flying around the U.S. hosting these Excel trainings because I just genuinely love to teach Excel. And then around March, I stopped traveling and I found myself at my parents' house <laughs> in my childhood bedroom. Huh, what happened in March? Yeah, yeah. Some nice pandemic stuff going on there. And I stopped traveling, essentially. And so I had a lot more time on my hands. I started going deep into inner work. So work on myself, meditation, mindfulness, manifestation, because backstory, I was actually incredibly shy and had a lot of anxiety before going into this. And I highly recommend anybody before posting yourself dancing on the internet (laughs) to do your fair share of inner work and make sure you're at a place where you can handle that because it, it, it does come with a lot, right? So I dove deep into the spiritual work and got myself to this place where I no longer had these limiting beliefs and constructs holding me in place. I still remember it was April of 2020. I didn't create Miss Excel until June, two months later. So this wasn't even a thought in my mind. I didn't even have a TikTok. I turned to my mother and was like, mom, I'm going to be rich and famous soon. So I need you to prepare your nervous system for that. And she was laughing. She's like, what? Who are you? And I was like, all right, just watch. And then I got this intuitive hit to put Excel on TikTok. And I didn't even have a TikTok app on my phone at the time. I had so much resistance to it because my brain was like, you're 27 years old. You cannot (laughs) make a TikTok. And my gut was like, make the TikTok. And I ended up putting out a few videos. By my fourth video, I did one a day. The video hits 100,000 views. At this point, I hadn't told anybody what I was doing besides my mother and my boyfriend. And it starts getting shown to all these people I know. And I'm like, oh, gosh. And then by the sixth day, the CEO of an IT company reaches out. And he's like, hey, I love your teaching style. I'm looking to create training videos in G Suite products for students, parents, and teachers because this is when all the schools were going digital. So I'm clearly a Microsoft gal, but I learned quickly. (laughs) Products are similar. I'm like, sure. I'm game. So I form an LLC. I order a green screen, a ring light to my childhood bedroom. I move the furniture out of the way. (laughs) And I start, after work, recording videos and selling them back to the sky. So at this point, it's day six on TikTok. I'm making money. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to keep this thing rolling. I'm helping a lot of people, even though I wasn't really getting paid off the Miss Excel piece. And within three weeks, I went like viral, viral. I look at my phone and a video hit 3.6 million views and I had 100,000 followers on TikTok. And I was like, whoa, now what do I do? And this is now, it's still like June of 2020. This is when all the rumors were going on that TikTok is going to go away. It's going to get banned, all that Mm -hmm. noise. And, you know, I got all these people in my ear being like, oh, like your whole thing's going to go away. And I was like, all right, guess I better hedge my risk here. Going to throw down an Instagram account create an Instagram account and only 2,000 people pull over. So I was like, all right, I guess I have to go viral now on Instagram. And this is when Instagram reels were first coming out. Mm -hmm. So within a few weeks on Instagram, I grew 50,000 people from a video going viral. And then since then, I've just Wait, wait. How did you make the video go viral on Instagram? So I have some some techniques. So the way I run my business, it's kind of different from a lot of the strategies you'll probably see on social media where it's like, use these hashtags and make it this many <laughs> seconds and all that kind of stuff, where they're essentially trying to take these concepts and put it in a way that you could hand it to somebody, right? Where the way I run and structure my business is through energetics. So I get my energy to a place where it is truly that magnetic 
And I get myself into a place where I will get visions of what will go viral. And then I run to my computer and I make them. Because essentially, social media content, it's straight up energy transmissions. I'm mm-hmm. sending you something through the phone. And when you go ahead and receive that, you're receiving my energy through the phone. If I'm showing up there like, oh, hey, here's Excel, blah, blah, with that low frequency, it's not going to hit. So I do things to get my energy into a place where, one, I get the viral idea, and then, two, I'm able to execute it on a way that people are drawn to my energy. So that's kind of how I've been able to flow it and grow it to over a million people now across the platforms. So at this point, I had no courses. I was just creating viral content. It starts blowing up. And around October, a business coach had reached out to me and was like, hey, and at the same time, Morning Brew had reached out. And he's like, if you're about to be in the Morning Brew, you best have a product you're selling. And I was like, oh, touche. So I took a couple weeks off from the day job and I whipped out my first Excel course. And I started selling it Black Friday of 2020. And then by January, two months later, it was already making more money per month than my day job. So at that point, I was like, oh, what am I doing over here? You know, I was like, (laughs) 401k, benefits, health insurance, like, ooh, like, how am I going to leave that? But then I had another business coach step in at the time and was like, you need to quit and we're going to set a deadline for you to quit by. And I quit two days later. And that was the deadline. The deadline is 48 hours. Oh, no. It, it was like two weeks, but I got hyped up. I was like, I, I just needed that like big sister energy. Ashley Hanawacker, she's incredible. She came in and was like, girl, what are you doing? And I was like, uh, I don't know. And she's like, you need to quit. <laughs> so that was one of my best days because half my securitizations group knew about my TikTok and didn't really understand the caliber of what I was doing. And the other half had no idea. So Amazing. all day I'm on the phone. So I'm like, Hey, Steve, do you know about me on the internet? Like, it was, <laughs> it was a day. It was a day. And then by April, I'd started rolling out a second course. I did my first six-figure month, and Business Insider had reached out. So all around the same time, the Business Insider feature rolled out. I had my first six-figure month, and then the whole thing has been just scaling and growing. By June of 2021, I received the Microsoft MVP award and started working with Microsoft and learning more about the product so I could help my audience in better ways. And yeah, the whole thing has been just incredible and really and scaled now to my first six-figure day a couple of weeks ago. I was super hyped about. And that's consistent, right? You're, you're doing six-figure days every day? No, like, no, w- not once every you hit day. the Okay, it's, so once you hit the peaks, they're, they're valleys as well. Yeah, so it's, I use webinars. And I actually have one like two hours after this call. Amazing. Yeah. And I host these different like high energy Excel parties, essentially, where I come in and I teach a ton of free content. That is something I, if you look at my page, I'm just giving away knowledge because that one, it's a utility account and that's what draws people in. And that's my purpose. Like I want to provide as much value to people as possible. So I host these Excel trainings and then I usually offer a deal on my products at the end of the webinar, which generate those. And that converts. Yes. Okay. I have a number of follow-up questions. Oh, yes. Uh, (laughs) There's a lot here. Uh, You are a remarkable person. Thank you. Let's start with I have to work on my individual mental constructs before I dance on the internet. <laughs> you, you are, I've talked to a lot of people on the show. You are the first person to ever say anything in that particular Venn diagram. <laughs> what specifically do you mean by working on your constructs before you go and put yourself on the internet? 
I kind of had a, a trifecta situation. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with Joe Dispenza. He wrote the book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And he is a doctor who really dives into demystifying the mystical. And I'm, you know, an Excel girl. I'm a Capricorn. I got that logical brain going on. I needed something to take the woo-woo mystical realm and make it so my conscious mind could understand. And that's really where that book opened it up for me. And I was like, whoa, law of attraction. Here's what's going on, right? Then at the same time, I did, um, Lacey Phillips has a program called To Be Magnetic, where essentially you put yourself into a hypnotic state and you are able to bring your subconscious mind forward through binaural noises and all different things. And you essentially show your subconscious there was another way during certain triggering memories. And you're able to go in and neutralize the electromagnetic charges and essentially neutralize those memories. So they're no longer taking hold. Because age zero to seven, we don't have critical thinking skills. So everything that happens is incredibly more traumatic, right? So really being able to go in there and neutralize all those memories that were having me play small and keeping me shy and keeping me, you know, not showing up as my most authentic self, I was able to go in and neutralize that. And that's the thing I would highly recommend doing, whether it's <laughs> meditation, mindfulness, everyone has something that works for them. I also do a lot of kundalini yoga, which is mantra and meditation and things to get my energy moving. And for me, that was a great trifecta. I know people have done all different things like 75 hard. One of my friends did to really get into those different habits and reprogram the subconscious mind. But I think it's just a testament to how I went from literally did not want any attention on me. I wouldn't even have a birthday party. I was so incredibly shy to dancing to on TikTok, doing <laughs> cell functions for a living and just loving every second of it and feeling so confident really is a testament to the inner work and how you can really just take wherever you're, you're at, anybody, and go in and rework these things. Like you don't have to take life at face value. You are a quantum creator. And that's what really helped me drive and grow the business because at this point, the whole thing's been inbound leads. So every press opportunity, every sale, every bulk order, every podcast, everything has fallen onto my lap essentially. And then I take messy action and I go after things. So it's really this dance. So the, the next thing you said was in terms of thinking about how to go viral, you put energy into the world and you think about how to draw people to you magnetically. That's a lot of vocabulary. What do you mean by draw people to you magnetically? So think about when you watch a video. Some videos make you feel good. Some videos don't, right? That's the most basic terms. I create videos that you're going to learn from. However, you are also going to have a smile on your face. And I work on myself and my energy to get it to a place where I'm coming across correctly on the platforms to make people happy. You want to watch things that raise your vibration. You want to watch things that make you happy and give you energy and inspire you, right? So it's really going in and channeling that within me so that way I can put it into my content. So you're not only learning, but you're also having fun. So that's the name of the game. <laughs> Do you think of this as a competitive advantage? Like there are other Excel influencers. You would not think of that as a, a burgeoning category, but it sure is. Yeah. Are you like, this is my content strategy. It's a moat. Are you like, this is me? Like, how do you think about that in terms of the business you're running? 
I just work on myself and show up authentically every day. I really don't view anything as competition. We're all out here helping people. We're all out here on the same mission, right? And it's really just going in and bringing my own authentic spin onto what I'm doing, what I'm putting out there. What was the first piece of feedback where you were like, this is working. I need to turn this into a webinar business versus the other kinds of social media monetization that are a little more familiar, right? Like it doesn't seem like you're doing a lot of brand deals. You're not Mm -hmm. selling Excel itself, right? You're not doing advertising. I haven't seen you endorse water bottles or whatever (laughs) other people do. What are the things that pushed you into this particular revenue model? I came into all this because I wanted to create the life that I wanted for myself. I wanted freedom, financial freedom. I wanted geographic freedom. I wanted to be able to do what lights me up every day. And for me, the passive income model was the fastest way to get to that place. So for example, if I'm not launching courses, I work maybe 15 hours a week. And I spend a lot of that time just in this creative, flowy state. And those are usually the days that the most sales will actually come in because you're in that receiving energy. So I really just wanted to create a life for myself where I can go travel. Like my boyfriend and I right now, we're digital nomads. Every month we fly to a new state and we're always moving around. And I just wanted to live and explore while I'm young still. You know, I didn't want to wait till I retired to go do all the things that I wanted to do. And this business model is incredibly conducive to that. We have to take a quick break, but when we come back, I want to talk to Kat about her business. Support for Decoder comes from Mint Mobile. Imagine you're at a very fancy, expensive restaurant. And as you're browsing the menu, wondering how you'll afford anything on it, you notice the filet mignon is a mere $10. At first you think jackpot, but then you immediately think, wait, what's the catch? Now what do suspiciously cheap steaks have to do with your cell phone bill? Well, we're used to seeing quote unquote great deals from overpriced wireless providers and also thinking, what's the catch? But with Mint Mobile, there is no catch. For a limited time, their wireless plans are just $15 a month when you purchase a three month plan. You can get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash decoder. That's mintmobile.com slash decoder. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash decoder. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on an unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Support for this podcast comes from Constant Contact. If you're a business owner, you already know that it's really, really hard to cut through the noise of everyday life. If you want to connect with your customers, you need to break through the noise. You need Constant Contact. Constant Contact is a marketing platform that makes it easy to reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and connect over email, text, social media, and more. Whether you're a marketing guru or just learning the ropes, Constant Contact offers writing assistance tools and automation features that make it simple to say the right thing at the right time. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact 
helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We're back. Now, I was fascinated by Kat's story and the way she's built her brand, but she's successful because the business is making money. And I wanted to know more about how she plans to grow that business. What's her overhead? Is she going to hire freelancers? Does she have capital expenditures? Growing a one-woman business is a challenging thing to do. Here's what Kat said. What are your costs? Like, did you buy a fancy camera? You Before we got on, you're saying you have a big ring light. What are, you, what are your costs? So when I first started the business, I'd say I bought a ring light and a green screen. I use my iPhones for my videos. So it's, you're and, shooting on your iPhone? Yep, shooting on my okay. iPhone. Do you buy? Do you have the newest one? You've got yeah, the I always one. get All the right. new iPhones. My overhead, right when I started, was probably like 500 bucks a month. And everything else was profit. Now I hired an advertising company a few months ago. So I'm starting to get into omnipresence, little Facebook, Instagram ads, LinkedIn ads. So that has a little bit of overhead a month. But it's really most of what I do is just straight passive income. And then you mentioned you're selling through a platform. Is that a contractual relationship? Are they just a self-service platform? How does that work? So it's Thinkific, and I literally just pay, I think it's like 150 bucks a month to be able to use the platform. And it hosts all my courses. It completely automates the whole, like someone signs up, they pay, the money goes in my bank account. All of that's lined up as well through there. Do they take a cut of those transactions? Um, I believe they do. And I know my Stripe payment processor does as well. Okay. And are those costs, like as you get scale, are those costs you're like, man, I need to negotiate that down, or are you just not at that place yet? Because other... Other businesses are like, okay, we are paying 30% of our in-app purchases to Apple oh, no. on the App Store or whatever, right? And they're like, well, now we're this, we're not getting any value out of this. But you're not at, the, at that part of the curve. No, yeah. My Thinkific plan, I think, is like the growth model. So I'm pretty sure I pay a few like pennies per person. And mm-hmm. then Stripe, I think, is like 3%. So it's really nothing dramatic. And then it's like these are just dumb basic questions. Are you paying for like creative cloud to edit the videos? Like – so, what, do you, what software do you use? Yes, this is actually funny. So when I first started the business, I was like, how am I going to put an Excel screen over my head? I've never video edited in my life. And I was like, all right, I'm working a day job. I'm still working 60 hours a week. I need the easiest platform to learn. And I Googled, what is the easiest video editing software? And WeVideo is what I found. I watched <laughs> a 40-minute YouTube video on it, and I've since used that to create all my videos, all my courses, because I edit all of my content off the app. So not on TikTok, not on Instagram, so I don't have okay. watermarks when I do cross-platform. Oh, and that, so that, that's like a driving factor for you to use another piece of software. Mm-hmm. You want the videos to live away from the platform. Because to me, this is the heart of every creator conversation that I end up having. You have a business, and most creators have a business that looks like the business the platform wants you to have, right? So most Instagrammers have a brand licensing business. They might have a partnership business. Most YouTubers have an AdSense business. You don't, right? You're building your business pretty independently of the platforms. Yeah, Was that an accident? Was that pre-planned? How how did you get here? I became friends with a lot of business coaches, and Mm -hmm. that was kind of the model I knew. 
So I have a lot of business coaches doing millions of dollars a year with like 5,000 followers, and they built out these different coaching containers. And for me, that was kind of the model I followed where you go in and you create some type of course, some type of product, and you sell that. I've done a couple of like ads for like supplement companies and things like that, but they just, they don't make me money. They're not translating. I just genuinely love the product, so I wanted to work with them. But it's really financially, like my audience loves Excel. And that's what they're here for. And that's what sells. So one of the things about Excel, about Google Sheets, maybe less so than Excel, the products change, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's a new version of Excel quite often. I'm laughing about Google because Google's, they don't update as often. But a lot of the TikToks I've seen anyway are about pretty core Excel functions, right? Mm -hmm. Pivot tables and changing uppercase to lowercase in names, like things people don't think they can do and they realize it's very easy, it's very grabby. But as you get deeper into Excel, that stuff changes more often or they add features or the interface changes. Do you worry that you have to chase Microsoft's roadmap or do you think it's pretty evergreen? Yeah, no, it's it's pretty evergreen. It doesn't change as much as you think. And whenever there are new functions or cool things coming out, I work with Microsoft as an MVP, so I usually get to learn about them early and figure out cool ways to implement them. And then I use that to drive my content and for my courses. So everyone gets lifetime access when you purchase my courses, and I'm constantly adding in anything new and cool that comes up. So it's always just like has the freshest content in them. So... People get lifetime access. That's for a one-time payment of nine mm-hmm. ninety-seven. I believe I, if I remember it's it correctly. For the bundle, yeah, you get that's everything. Pretty good. Yeah, a lot of other places in the zone, master class, whatever, they're charging a subscription fee. Why mm-hmm. aren't you doing subscriptions? So Excel's a little different in terms of these things. Someone could pay, you know, ten bucks a month, twenty-five bucks a month. They could take my course in a weekend, and then they're done. You know, so the subscription model, if you're using it as a set of skills that you're looking to learn, it doesn't work out as well. Where for me, it's kind of the secondary feature is the subscription type feature. So the secondary feature is you learn everything in, let's say, a weekend. You knock out my Excel course. You're like, whoa, I get it, right? But then, you know, three months later, you go to do a VLOOKUP and you're like, ooh, what did she do again? That's where I wanted to have it as an ongoing thing, as that added resource. So I structure my courses in a way where it's by individual tool. So if you're like, mm-hmm. ooh, I want to do a VLOOKUP, boom, you can see it right there, 10 minutes, get an example, pop that in. But that was more of like the secondary feature, which would align more with the subscription model. But my main thing is a lot of people just go in and they learn the material. So if I had a subscription at a lower cost point, they could just cancel it after after they yeah. learn it, you know. Do you think that over time you're going to add other pricing models, other other ways of monetizing what you're doing? Potentially. Right now, really, the price points have been great for the courses, bundling them in different ways. I do corporate trainings as well on occasion. So I have like higher ticket items like that going on as well. Or I do bulk discounts for companies as well. So like that's another area that I work in as well. One of the challenges with platforms in particular, right, you're worried that the government's going to shut down TikTok. (laughs) You go to Instagram I don't know, the government might break Facebook up into a billion pieces. <laughs> like, There's a yeah, lot of that going on with the platforms, right? Yeah. Instagram also just has its own dynamics. Like it's turning into a shopping app, right? And the grid is being disfavored in terms of stories and now reels. 
do you think about those dynamics? Like I've got to stay present on the apps because they're my core marketing functions. So now I've got to make sure I know what Instagram wants out of me. Yeah. I mean, I kind of view it from the lens of abundance though. And I just go into it as like, okay, like reels are hot. I'm going to make some reels and, you know, just kind of like adapting to whatever the platform's putting out because it'll allow me to have the greatest reach versus like a, Ooh, I have to do this. or I'm going to like, you know, be not present on the apps anymore. I just kind of like flow with what's there. I keep an eye out for like trends and things happening, different apps. And what's your source of trends? So I usually, when it comes to the content, I will go on TikTok and I'll hit the sounds button. And when you're on the sounds button, you can actually see like what songs are trending. And I get myself into a creative flow state. And it usually takes me about like an hour to like really get in there. And then I listen to the snippets of the different songs. And that's when I get the like intuitive hits of like, boom, that's like, that needs to go with this Excel trick. Some people are like, how are you matching like these rap songs with Excel? It's like, <laughs> drop it like it's hot to a drop down menu. Like, what are you doing? But that's, that's really my creative process. I go in and just like, I get into a flowy state. And then when I hear things, I like, I'm like, oh, there we go. And I write them in a note in my phone and then I batch create them. And that's, so that's TikTok. Mm-hmm. What's your process with Instagram? Same thing. So I'll still use the TikTok music button because a lot of it is very aligned across them. If anything, sometimes TikTok has more music options that Instagram doesn't have yet. So that always gets a little dicey. But I create things for across the platforms for like LinkedIn as well. I started now working into LinkedIn. I created a Twitter because I keep I kept getting <laughs> I kept getting tweeted and I have like no Twitter followers. But I just kept like getting like Microsoft tweeted me and things. I'm like, all right, I gotta get my gotta get on the Twitter game. So I started posting a little bit on oh, Twitter. Man. That's what that's what poisons your mind in the end is Twitter. I'm, I'm just gonna Twitter be I'm gonna warn you. Yeah. yeah, just as a little Twitter. Twitter uh, exposure as you can get is what's going to keep you in that headspace. I promise you. When you think about, okay, these are my marketing channels and this is what you're doing right now. It's been very successful. You've now hired a firm Mm -hmm. to do the paid side of the marketing channels. What are you hoping that they will accomplish? Scaling. I want million dollar months. That is what Mm -hmm. I'm aiming for. So it's really now just like scaling on the different platforms, like creating different types of content. Like if you've ever seen my ads, my ads are actually Excel tricks. So they're functional ads. So people actually like them and comment on them and want to use them and they share them because they're learning from the actual ads as well. When you think about like scale, massive scale, one of the things that comes up with creators on this show a lot is burnout. Right. If you don't make the next YouTube videos, your views are going to drop. If you don't make the next Instagram story, you're not relevant anymore. The brand deals might go away. It is a real fear. I've heard a lot about creator burnout. Are you at the point where you're trying to manage burnout or not? No. Because I just... (laughs) And I just don't view the world that way. It's I view things through a lens of abundance. I manage my energy. Like the number one thing I do is energy management. And I only call in things into my realm that I can handle. So I always feel comfortable usually just saying yes to things because I know if it was an opportunity presented to me that I can handle it. And I have a lot of techniques that if I ever do start getting stressed, I meditate. And then I come back out 10 minutes later and I'm like ready to take over the world, you know? So it's really just managing those things. Like I'll go a week without posting, nothing happens. I'll just go viral the next week and then it grows 100,000. I'm like, yeah, you know, like I just kind of view it through as like, there's always abundance there for me whenever I feel called to step up and take it and go through and create versus if I want to, you know, take a week off and go sit in the mountains, the mountains Sedona right now, like I do that, you know? What's fascinating about this is I'm sure you see it, but from my perspective, 
most of the other creators I, I talk to, their product is their social following. And your product is not. Yeah. Right. And I, do you see that the distance between the two is what enables you to have this like radically different perspective? Because it it's a meteoric rise. I'm wondering, you seem like the kind of person who takes a step back and considers thing. The fact that your, your product is not the social following has enabled a bunch of other stuff. Is that, are you like focused on making sure that there's a split there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just trust in the fact that I know I'm going to keep creating viral content. And every time I do that, like I had a video, for example, I think it was like two or three weeks ago This for the song, The Assignment. And it hit, I believe, 6.7 million views on both platforms. And my Instagram grew by 200,000 people in 10 days. And it's that type of stuff where I just trust that I can do that. And boom, that's a whole huge new customer base. And as long as I keep myself happy and I keep myself in this state of abundance, I can keep going inward and getting those intuitive hits of what will go viral and creating it. So it's never like a scarcity, like, oh, you know, I didn't post today. My life's over now. Like, you know, or if my fans are wondering where I am. I think some of them care about my life, but it's really, it's a utility account. They care about the Excel. You know, so as long as I have things flowing through the algorithm, I'm still creating tips and tricks. You know, I actually find that as well on the days where I don't post, I gain the most followers because I still have reels going through the algorithm. And when people unfollow you, it's typically because you appear on their screen and they remember you exist and they're like unfollow. Where if I look at my trends on the days I don't post, I have reels being pushed out to people who don't follow me, who are now following me. However, the people who follow me already saw the reel. So they're not thinking of me. That's like actually a strategy I have for growth because you get less unfollows on the days you don't post. I cannot believe I haven't asked this question already. (laughs) Do you track these things in Excel? (laughs) They actually, they move so quickly that I don't. I just kind of flow with it because it really, it doesn't implicate what I do. I still go based off my intuition and like if I hear a song, I have a hit, you know, I'm not gonna be like, oh, like on Tuesday, I lost 12 followers. So I shouldn't post, you know, I just, <laughs> I still, I still do me, you know, and that authenticity is what really drives it. Do you, you run your business in Excel though? I'm just, I'm, oh yeah, I have to know. Oh okay. yeah. Oh yeah. I got right. You're not like a secret QuickBooks person oh, on the no, side. No, 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 okay. No, no. Just checking. <laughs> that's, I mean, so that's another opportunity, right? You can scale into other software. There's a, there's a big market for training overall. Mm-hmm. There's only one of you, <laughs> right? And like you're literally known as Miss Excel. Sure, Google Sheets comes along for the ride. Do you want to be known as Miss Outlook? I mean, I have an Outlook course dropping in the next few weeks. I have courses for the entire Microsoft suite going on right now that are in my, I'm in my creative mode up here in the mountains. I've been just like recording videos nonstop. <laughs> I get, I have like seasons where I'm in like creation mode and then I'm in like a flowy mode. And right now we are Q4 going in, creating, building all these courses. Because I learned things really quickly and I was also obviously very familiar with Microsoft products. So between the two of them, I really sit with them and just find cool, creative things to do. So Excel, I I originally was like, should I be like Miss Microsoft or something? But it's, Miss Excel has grown into such a brand and such a name that like, I know people still trust. I know how to use the other Microsoft products and Google (laughs) Sheets and all that, even though I fall under Miss Excel. And Excel is also just such a different program than all the others. Excel has like a following. Excel has like passion behind it because it's literally just a way to like build models. It's kind of like a freeform app where you can create different models on it, you know? So it has this whole separate following. There's just so much you can do 
with it too compared to the other products. It's just, it's wild. I'm always learning things still too. One of the jokes we tell on our other show all the time is if you if you look at any business and what people are actually doing, like a huge percentage of businesses are just people using Excel. Yeah. It's like wild. it's just like at the end of the day, someone's got to use Excel and then that's actually the work. And everyone else is just talking about what the person using Excel is doing. Uh-huh. Here's a big thing question. Earlier this year, I had a guy called Kevin Rusan from the New York Times. He had just written a book about automation hitting like the white collar workforce. And one of the big pieces of that is something called robotic process automation, which Microsoft actually sells, uh-huh. which is basically really high-end Excel macros that replace like floors of accountants and consulting firms. Yeah. Do you see this or you're like, oh man, the cliff is coming and the robots are all going to be using Excel in the future, not people who want to see me dancing on TikTok? I think there's always going to be room for Excel. I think the program will just keep continuing to develop and grow. And it's just going into so many different markets too. Like the Excel online space is something that's been like growing more robustly and being used in schools with kids. Like I just started working with um, Flipgrid, which is has 100 million students, parents, and teachers on it and taking my Excel tricks so people can put them into classrooms and start teaching these different skill sets at a younger age. But I think it, it's always going to be around in some way, shape, or form. There will be people in the spreadsheets and it will just keep <laughs> keep moving along. I, I mean, there's cool things happening too. Like I was reading about different things with like Microsoft Teams and like making that whole realm more virtual. I think it was called like Mesh or something where they were bringing yeah. in their own version of like metaverse type things. Like I think, you know, it's Microsoft. They're going to continue to expand and grow and to keep the keep the customer base going. You've said a few times that your social media accounts are utility accounts, and they are. People love Excel. They want to get better at it. You make the learning fun so they they follow you. The other side of creatordom is your personality. You obviously have a gigantic personality, but that's what most creators sell. Like, come live in my life, ride my G-Wagon through the streets of LA. Like, (laughs) it works for them. Have you thought about selling that part of yourself, about being that kind of influencer? Yeah, I mean, definitely down the line, I want to go in and really show people how I'm able to make and manage such a healthy relationship with social media and growing a business and being an entrepreneur and like genuinely waking up happy every day. So part of my part of my master plan is I just want to blow this business up as big as humanly possible and then turn around and be like, okay this is how I did it. And this is how I stayed so sane and happy while doing it and really teach people these techniques because my overall purpose on this planet is to light up as many people as I can. I'm here. I want everyone living in their authentic purpose, feeling good, like showing up, doing what they love, being in their purpose. And that for me is I kind of built a platform for myself through the Excel so that eventually I will be able to light some people up. That's what I'm here for. Do you think you can, but just honestly, do you think you can do that without tearing down the wall between the utility you make for people teaching Excel and your life? Because it seems like your personal life is not on display, which might be why it's a healthy relationship with social media. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of balance it a little bit. Like my Instagram stories, you'll see me running around Sedona, like doing whatever, (laughs) you know, and I try to just like, especially on podcasts, this is where it really comes to life. And I get so many DMs from people being like, whoa, like that just rocked my world. Like, how are you doing that? And then I like come in with some resources. So it's been more of like a behind the scenes thing. 
but eventually maybe I'll just go viral on my personal page, you know, and start teaching these different things and like grow that separately. Or I might integrate it into the Excel page and like start coaching and different things through there and helping people grow their businesses through energetics and managing your energy. We need to take a break, but we'll be right back. Support for this show comes from Slack. You're a growing business and you can't afford to slow down. If anything, you could probably use a few more hours in the day. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. We're back with Miss Excel, Kat Norton. So we've talked about how you have kind of a healthy and important distance from the social platforms. Do you think about your relationship to Microsoft, right? You're in the MVP, they're showing you the features. Are you worried that you're maybe reliant on one vendor or are you trying to keep a distance from all of them? No, I I absolutely love Microsoft. They have been incredible to me and I love working with them. It's it's such a big company. So I'm always doing like, you know, different, talking to different groups and different things. And I mean, I also do teach the Google products too, but I feel like Microsoft is big enough that those products are used in so many different businesses, you know, that just kind of opens doors in all different areas. If I wanted to do collaborations with different companies and like work on their tools with them, you know, it's all the same like base. I talk to creators all the time. They all tell me that YouTube is the gold standard for monetization, for audience relationship. You have a Twitter, but you don't have a YouTube. That's very, Mm-mm. it's pretty backwards, actually. Are you, are you like, I'm just staying out of it? Do you have a YouTube plan? What's going on there? So I think I'm going to start advertising on YouTube. But for me, just the course sales makes so much more sense. If I was teaching my courses for free on YouTube, no one would pay for my courses. You know, so for me, it just made more sense instead of trying to like grow an audience over time and get ad money on YouTube. I'm not saying I'll never do it. I saw there's like new little YouTube shorts and things like that. So I might look into it. But right now, like what I've got going has been working so well. So I'm just like (laughs) heads down, creating courses, creating passive income streams. And then if I ever get to the point where I'm like, all right, it's quiet. Let's do something. You know, never say never. I may may dabble. YouTube is another platform that can just like eat your brain. So. (laughs) Uh, it seems, it seems like you're in a very good headspace, <laughs> like Twitter and YouTube, like the farther away you keep them, I think the better off you are. Uh, do you think about in just in terms of scaling, right? Uh, just the Microsoft suite is Outlook and Teams and Word and PowerPoint. Like there's a lot of apps there. Then there's other markets. I'm sure you could be Miss Photoshop if you like went for it. <laughs> I do love Photoshop. You are only one person. Have you ever thought like, okay, what's the point where I need to add another person? 
I think it depends on where I want the business to go and how much it's doing passive because building it into a whole business is another whole like area of time commitment and having to run a business and be a CEO and bring people on and train people, do all these things where I would need to really gauge whether that's worth my time building it in that direction versus what I have right now is 95% passive. So it's kind of juggling like trading time for money is something I absolutely don't want to do. So it's something where I would have to have that vision and feel like so strongly about it and have the right people. I also learn things incredibly quickly. So like sometimes I am able to just pick up different things. Like if I don't know a certain thing, I'll like watch a few videos on it and I got it and then I'm able to teach it. So it's really like I would have to gauge whether it's something I'm interested in learning, whether I'm interested in bringing somebody on versus growing it and having payroll and people and doing things versus me like traveling around having passive income. It's really (laughs) gauge which lifestyle I want to have at that stage of my life, too, you know. What do you think the the timeline is for a decision like that? Like, I don't know. I'll, I'll use The Verge as an example. We started with 12 people. We started with management overhead from the very beginning. Yeah. But as we've grown, a lot of us, myself included, have had to make decisions like, okay, if we're going to have 50 people, most of my time is management. Yeah. Like, that's just a decision I'm going to – or I'm going to have to let someone else do it, which is worse. So yeah. I'm going to choose to be the, the manager. But there's just sort of like a timeline of business growth where you're like – okay, if I'm just going to be the individual contributor for the next 10 years, that's what my life looks like. Or I can scale it and I can stop doing that work, but I have to do a different kind of work. And maybe that's the new kind of challenge that I'm after. Have you thought about that kind of timeline? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I want to give it at least another year. It, the whole thing has been just scaling so quickly that it's hard yeah. for me to even like imagine a timeline because if you to ask me like a year ago, I wouldn't have thought it'd be as big as it is right now. And like, I'm about to start. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just, I keep collapsing timelines. Like I have timelines of my highest self and I just keep like, things just keep collapsing. And all of a sudden I'm like 10 steps ahead of where I thought I'd be right now. So it, it's kind of tough to tell. I mean, I'm going to get these courses out in the next few weeks. And then I, I want to see how big it's scaling to and working on different things and really, if, if I'm ever bored, like that's where I'm going to be like, oh, <laughs> you know, if I yeah. ever get to this place where I'm like, all right, like it's doing well, but I need more, then I think that's something I would look into. But right now it's been going so well that I'm kind of just like rocking it and just rolling with it for now. Do you ever think you have to circle back to like the first Excel video you made and like, I got it. I wasn't so good at Wii video or whatever. <laughs> like the, the interface has changed. I got to re-update it. Are you thinking about your videos as like on an update cadence that way? Eventually I'm going to update certain things, like especially when new different like features come out in Excel, but the courses are really cool. Like they're, they're honestly the most fun courses I've ever sat there. I, sometimes <laughs> I like go through my own stuff because I want to like know what it's like. And I'm like, dang, I'm, I'm pretty funny today. Like I'll like watch my <laughs> stuff. i be like sitting there cracking up at myself, having a grand old time. But it's, they're fun courses as of right now. Because I just made them like less than a year ago, you know, so it's still pretty, pretty fresh. That's great. Well, Kat, this conversation has been incredible. What's next for Miss Excel? So many things. I honestly, I can't even tell you what's next because everything just keeps flowing with me. But I mean, short term, what we got, we got the rest of the Microsoft courses launching in the next few weeks. So that I'm super hyped about and really just scaling from here, scaling holiday season, Black Friday, doing it up and see where we land, see where we come out. Q1 2022. All right. I love it. It's been incredible talking to you. Thank you for coming on Decoder. Thank you so much for having me. 
Thanks again to Kat Norton for taking the time to talk today. And thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'd love to hear what you think of Decoder. You can email us at decoder at or hit me up directly. I'm at Reckless on Twitter. If you like Decoder, please share it with your friends. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you really like Decoder, give us that five-star review on iTunes. Decoder is a production of The Verge, part of the Vox Media Podcast Network. Today's episode was produced by Creighton D. Simone and Andrew Marino. We are edited by Callie Wright. Our music is by Breakmaster Cylinder. We'll see you next time.